Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the show where we talk musicals and everything that they teach us. We have got three hosts and a guest today. It's just like almost every other episode. So no surprises here. My name is Miranda Selwood. With me at the table, Julia Eisentrager. It's me, KB. How are you, ladies? Very well, thank you, Miranda. You know, today's the first time I've noticed how twinkly our intro music is. I know. I have a Skype date with Benedict on Tuesday, so I'm going to tell him how good he did. Tell him I think he's extra twinkly. Yeah, I'll be like, (laughs) just see what he says. He's super twinkly today and every day we play your intro music. Um, Also twinkly at the table, (laughs) our very special welcome back guest. Hi, Ori Diskett. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really excited to be back. Talking Last about time you were here, you spoke about Hades Town. I missed it, so uh, yeah. I'm very glad that I didn't miss you this time. Yeah, I'm glad too. I I otherwise, you would have started taking it personally. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Miranda's just dodging my episodes. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Um, so we are going to do the getting to know you quiz again today. Okay. Um, because purely because I didn't get to sing you the song last time, so here it is. <clears throat> Me, 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 me. I just have to warm up. <clears throat> getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Did you like it? I did. That it's was not the style I was expecting. It's but. the uh, Ethel Merman yeah, version. I think that's my favourite one so far. Oh, good. I'm glad everybody's pleased. Now, more importantly, let's get to know Ori. Okay. <sighs> What's the first question? The first question is, <laughs> who is hosting this episode, okay? Is it you? Is it me? I mean, it really should be Ari. Okay. <laughs> what musical character would other people compare you to? So when I asked people about this before my last episode, um, everybody said Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Which and do uh, you take that as the compliment that it is? Yes. Or, yeah, okay, I good. absolutely take that as a compliment it is. Good, good. <laughs> Okay, we're going with it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Who I are mean, you on the inside? Who do you want to be? Who do you aspire to? <laughs> I'm going to go with Ursula from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, I just really want to steal the voices of mermaids. Yeah. yeah. I just really want to be like a squid drag queen monster and steal people's voices for a living, yeah. All right. Does she make a living doing that? Is that... Like, what does she really get out of it? She hits the club circuit. Does she? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, cool. can you imagine though? She hits the club and she like puts Ariel's voice and starts singing "Part of Your World." Like <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh my god, she's just that would be so fun!" Like she could do it for like multiple people who yeah. she's like in the and past like, just happened to have stolen voices from. Yeah. Ariana, I mean, a cool party trick. I mean, we just saw Miranda do it. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yes, uh, get her to sign a very poorly drafted contract. Uh, now I have her voice. Sorry, Ethel. What's your dream role? Um. Look, I'm going to go with what I said last time, which I think is probably production designer on Hades Town mm. would be my ideal thing. Um, I just really love the aesthetic of that show. And, and I mean, I really love the aesthetic of the show we're talking about today. And they have a lot in common, the two of them. They um, mm. share a director and some cast members. and um, That'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so really into just underworld things. Underworld, yeah, totally. Under the sea, yeah. un- just under. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Under the Bed, the musical by Ori. Um, the cupboard what else under the stairs. Under the stairs. Yes. Under the covers with Julie Eisenstein. Oh, wow. Do that's we, good. that's do a we different want podcast. That? Yeah. <laughs> it is a different do podcast. Do we want that on a, in a musical format? Yes. I mean, I've already done that in a musical. Uh, but I'll do it again and it's going to be great. <laughs> what is your favourite Sondheim show? Um, I don't know that I've ever seen a Sondheim Just show. Just go see one and it's then been, that can be your favourite. It's been like over a year since I recorded the last episode and I still haven't seen the Sondheim show. Julie's about to be in Into the Woods. You can go <laughs> see that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> send, send me a comp. <laughs> and then that'll be your favourite. That's how that works. We're just going to preemptively say Into the Woods is your favourite. Yeah, now. okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your go-to shower song? What, what are we singing? At the moment it's um, uh, probably anything by Lizzo. Nice. Mm. Yeah, good as hell. Lizzo. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't know who Lizzo what? is? I'm sorry. Do you not know who Lizzo is, Miranda? She's amazing. No. We'll get off air. We need to fix this <laughs> off air because we don't have the time. We don't have the means. Okay. We don't hold the rights. All right. <laughs> no, we don't. Can you imagine if we did? I mean, we'd be playing Lizzo all day, every day. Yeah. Is that regardless of saying a great okay. um, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> you have to delete a musical from existence. Here it is. You get to delete your second yeah. one. Well, last time I deleted Mamma Mia. Mm. So I think I'm going to delete Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. So essentially just the same full set. Show. Yeah. 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 All right. Just line well, them up and knock them down. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Totally into it. All right. That's the getting to know you segment. Do you feel like you know me? I do. That's yeah, the, good. You, yeah. you sang it again. Yeah, well, just that's never happened before. before. It's very, very. Well, I needed two because that's true because it's the second one. time he's done. The, yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, you've brought us a show. I have. What is this show? So we're talking about Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. That is a long title. It is a long title. It's got two names and a celestial being in it. Yep. And a year. And a year. And a year. Mm. Wow. Commonly known as the Great Comet. Okay. Because it's. Exhausting to say. To say the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Now, there are actually more characters than just Natasha and Pierre. There are. And they do lots of things. Are you ready to give us the elevator pitch? Oh, sure. The two-minute everything that happens. Everything that happens. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, can, I can do that. Are you ready? The I'm timer ready. is on. Yeah. KB's got it. I'm ready. <clears throat> Already. Here we go. Natasha Pierre, all those other Russian people, yes. and a comet in 1912. Go. 1812. Shit. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 is based on about 70 pages of Tolstoy's War and Peace. Um, it just tells 70? Just 70. And like, of yeah. however many hundred. Uh, and not the beginning 70. Sorry, no, like just, in the <laughs> he's just picked 70 pages like from the middle. And, this um, bit. This bit. I'll yeah. do this bit into a musical. So it's about a young woman called Natasha who is betrothed to a guy called Andre. Uh, but he's not here. No, um, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's they make it quite clear in the opening song that he's not here. Um, he's off at war, fighting, I think, Napoleon, probably. Um, and then one day at the opera, Natasha sees this other guy, Anatole, and she's like, holy shit, Damn. I, I don't love Andre anymore. I love Anatole. I'm going to get on that. And oh. so... It's all about like their growing relationship and writing love letters to each other. And eventually Anatole decides he's going to steal her away in the middle of the night. Um, Is that necessary? Yes. Yeah, no, keep going. It's 1812. Yeah. It's 1812. It's, it's, 1812. 1812. it's very... Or 1912, possibly. <laughs> no. So he comes along in his sled and goes to... <laughs> it's Russia. It's snowy. I know. I know. <laughs> you have 30 seconds, Ori. Sorry. Oh. No, that's okay. I, I've, I'm almost running out of things to talk about. Well, then you're done. That, then I'm that's done. That's all that happens. Yeah. Do, how do they live happily ever after? I can't remember. <laughs> it's spoilers anyway. You guys have to figure yeah. that out for yourself. And then it ends. And then it ends. How very Russian. Yeah. Just oh, well, right, it, end, it ends with the Great budget. Comet. They see this comet overhead and it's like an omen of the future. Oh, it doesn't come crashing down to the earth no. and explode everything? No. Damn shame. That would have been an interesting 1812, ending. the year the dinosaurs died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Is that the sequel maybe? Okay. Um, okay. So um, there's a lot of beautiful design in this show. Mm. It's interestingly built a lot yeah. like Hades Town. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that. So it totally has this... So it's moved f- through a few theatres. Um, it started off completely in the round where um, the action was happening in and around the audience. Um, the audience became part of the audience when they're at the opera, for example. Um, uh, and I'm pretty sure the performers also did most of the music themselves. So yeah. whenever they weren't on stage, they were playing a musical instrument. Oh. Um, and then they moved it into a couple of proscenium theatres um, on the road to Broadway. And so they had to kind of adjust the um, the staging a bit, which is exactly what Hades Town also had to do, was adjust it itself to be in a proscenium theatre. Um, but Great Comet ended up... They actually removed 200 seats from the venue and then um, added a whole bunch of onstage like cabaret table seating, which I just oh. think is so cool. Um, Again, very similar to Hades Town. Yeah. Mm. It's that they really want to blur the lines between where the audience is and where the performers are. Take out that fourth wall. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Josh Groban had to learn how to play the accordion for this show. <laughs> um, and he did it. I'm surprised that wasn't already on his resume. Right. It's, you know. He did. He Look, he picked... Uh, he picked it up while he was on it. Like, he's obviously a, a musician in, anyway. So he went on tour and he took the accordion with him and he named it Olga. Aww. <laughs> That's Olga adorable. Olga the accordion. Olga the Doesn't seem like a Russian name, but okay. I mean, his accordion might not be Russian, Julie. 
true. His accordion might come from somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, yeah right and Very big where Olga comes from And this show was Josh Groban's Broadway debut Which yeah. blew my mind I felt like no way was this the first time he was on Broadway Definitely But it was, was. Definitely was yeah. And also He's because he asked first, for it First and he last He saw it and he was like This is amazing and I love this show And then it was like It's going to Broadway And he was like Hey guys <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a Pierre But I want to be Pierre And they were like Okay bye Pierre We got Josh Groban Pierre, who was originally played by Malloy, who wrote the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he got kicked off his own show mm. for Josh Groban to it's have the part. It's dirty and gross, yeah. and I hate it. Yeah. Um, because yeah. <laughs> let's face it, Josh Groban ain't that, ain't that good, ain't that hot. He I mean, he would have very well. He would have sold tickets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's he might it might have been his Broadway debut, but he has done shows. He's mm. done a lot of shows. Um, he, I actually really enjoyed his version of chess, which was also Josh Groban saying, I want to sing Anatoly in chess, so I'm going to put it on in a super stadium production. Um, <laughs> Look, and then he really goes after out. what he wants, yeah. right? And yeah. to be fair, like a lot of the ticket sales for this show, I think it ended up being like 63 or 65% of ticket sales were tourists only buying tickets for the show, um, not necessarily people from America. Um, or from New York. So I think a lot of that came down to the fact that Josh Groban would have been in yeah. what's the lead. He would have been the drawing card for a lot of people if they're visiting. I know if I visit New York, I'm like, oh, my goodness, that person that I love is in that show. I'm going to go see that show, you know. So. You get a lot of chances to do that. So no, you don't. You have to when you can. Um, so Pierre is the lead. Well, in Natasha the Pierre. It's hard to say. Where does Pierre fit into the story? So Pierre is an old family friend of Natasha's family um, and he's a good friend of Natasha's fiancé. He's sort of just this extra guy who is there and invested in the plot, but his whole character is he's this old man who just sits at home reading and drinking. Um, and that sounds great. Yeah. That's and who I want to be when I grow up. Occasionally yeah. he just gets a song to like have an opinion on what's going on. Life goals. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the music. Um, listening to it, it seems like I felt a bit of chess vibe in it in the way it's this pop opera sort of blend of style with a little bit of Russian folk yeah, in totally. there for flavour. Yeah. Um, but it it is sort of interesting the way the music, as the character get corrupted, I guess, mm. the music becomes more pop-influenced and loses yep. some of its classical nature. Is that um, anyone else want to say anything I think on that's that? why <laughs> no, I took I issue <laughs> with it. Like, I think it – I don't know. I just didn't like the style. I When I was driving here and I was listening to – I kept skipping songs because I was like, I'm bored with this now. I can't do it anymore. Um, but I got to the song Letters and I – the look on my face, I wish someone else had been in the car because <laughs> I was like, what am I listening to? But I think this is another issue and I feel bad because I also had this issue with Hades Town. is that – and I've not seen it. I think it's a better musical to see than it is to, to listen to. Mm. Because yeah. it is essentially immersive 
theatre. Yes. And that you are a part, as much a part of the action, if there's actors all around yeah, you and you're cause in it. Yeah, because now that I've seen snippets yeah. of Hades Town, I'm like, wow, this would actually be really, really cool to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not, I can't get on board with, um, with just the, the music. Yeah, just the music. Like I can other shows. Um, I think maybe if you listen, if you gave it a few more listens and got used to the tone of it mm, and perhaps. started singing with it, you might enjoy singing it. Yeah. Like it, it feels mm, like one no. of those scores to me. There's some really beautiful songs in there. Is it um, – which one did I message you about today, Julie? No one else. No, yeah. No one else I love. Mm. I think and, it's um, gorgeous. Sonia Alone gets you me every see, time. I, I Sonia Alone, I, I liked the the shape of the song. I did not like – What's her name? Brittany. Oh, really? See, I, I adore her voice. Yeah. I think she's... So from a technical perspective, her voice is very odd. Yeah. She holds everything she sings in the front of her mouth, but also has like a very deep timber. So it kind of sounds like she's eating something while she's singing. Maybe she is. Maybe that's her Maybe thing. Maybe she's hungry. <laughs> Maybe Maybe you're just show. jealous you can't do that, okay? <laughs> I can sing one of those things in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> Let's move on quickly from that moment. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, so. I do actually have a bad review. Is it time for Bad Reviews with Julie? <gasps> I like that one. Yeah, that's a cool one. <laughs> so this one, um, this is a TripAdvisor review. So this Ooh. is a layman <laughs> take on it um reviewed by oh desmonda new york she goes by this review was the 8th of december 2016 she says i was extremely excited to see this the new york times compared it to hamilton which i loved and the reviewer said he even preferred it to hamilton expectations were high but the reviewer could not have been more wrong not a single memorable song zero character development this is based on Tolstoy, who is known for richly drawn characters, but I found that I did not care for a single character. Aww. The plot was extremely simplistic and frankly boring. Josh Groban is wasted in this production. He spends most of the first half of the show behind a piano. His voice is... F- like he does when he's Josh Groban. Yeah. <laughs> wasted. <laughs> wasted. His, um, his voice is phenomenal, though it is sad that this show had to be his Broadway debut. I was going to walk out during intermission. Many audience members around us did, but I decided to wait for it to improve in the second half. Sadly, it did not. I think I to think compare <laughs> anything to Hamilton is stupid to start <laughs> off with. Um, but also, <laughs> if you're going in to see a proscenium arch hip-hop musical, <laughs> then you're definitely going to be disappointed by the Great Comet. Like, if that's what you're going in to see, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you are not going to sit there being like, this is amazing. Where's You're going to be like, where's the break dancing and why isn't Lin-Manuel Miranda not in front of me? Like, <laughs> Why isn't Josh Groban rapping <laughs> right now? Josh Groban rapping? <laughs> but then again, why did the New York Times write a compare it to right, Hamilton? But that's my big question. It's like, why, well, why put... Historical guess, content. <laughs> like... That could be classical, but it's not. I find yeah, that so silly. Maybe could be classical, but it's but not. It's not. But that's they shared a cast member, Philippa Sue. Was, they did. Um, Philippa Sue was in. There you go. And she was yeah. Natasha. <laughs> um, um, and they did end up 
having another Hamilton cast member. Hercules Mulligan <laughs> was in it eventually too. And He's my favourite. Therein lies the controversy. Oh, no controversy. Tell yeah, us. So I'll tell. There was all this controversy with the role of Pierre. So initially, Josh Groban, you know, kind of barging his way in and being like, I'm Pierre now. Um, but then <laughs> my name is Josh Groban and I am Pierre now. Classic yes. The actor who I'm going to be really white here and say I can't pronounce his name. Uh, I'm I had really it sorry. Before. I mean, you can show me and I can give it a go. Because oh, <laughs> and also I'm also super offensive, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, mate. <laughs> I know his nickname is Oak, so we'll call Let's him Oak. Let's go with that. Um, so he is a black performer, mm-hmm. right? And so it was kind of, you know, really cool and interesting that he was taking on the role of Pierre as this, like, old Russian man. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they decided to replace him later on mm-hmm. with Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? To be fair, Mandy Patinkin is the age that the role probably yeah. should okay, be. Great. It's been played by a, a lot of young people. Mm. <laughs> but um, also... But the fact that they were cutting Oak's run yes. short in favour of trying to bring in this draw card name. Um, because they weren't selling tickets. Well, yes, yeah. the show was failing. So yeah. It, yeah. And, you know, after Josh Groban had left, they sort of... They yeah. needed a name they on the bill. They needed a draw yeah. card, yeah. yeah. And so, but then there was all this controversy because he was replacing this black actor. And so Mandy Patinkin pulled out and the show just folded. Yeah, they ended up losing... F- I was reading an article about this just before we started recording and I was getting so mad. <laughs> I was just, I'm so mad because a lot of the reason too was... um. The director wanted basically a carbon copy. She wanted the track to be the same thing. And, and Oak was giving, I mean, his own spin on it. And for me as an actor, I'm like, well, that's that's your job, that's right? So, like, as long as you hit your mark and you're, you're, you've got intention and there's connection and there's meaning and storytelling behind what you're doing, why are you trying to make me be someone else being someone else? It's hard enough taking on a character alone. But if I have to be Josh Groban being <laughs> Pierre... <laughs> I'm, you're never going to get... You might as well keep Josh Groban. Um, so... But also, Josh Groban wasn't the but first But Josh Pierre. Groban wasn't the first Pierre, so he would have been um, Malloy's Pierre yes. if that was the track that they were doing. And I just... I was like, that is not a reason. One, having a name to sell tickets, and two, having, having diffi- difficulties in inverted commas with an actor because they want to make the role their own it just seems like some really dumb reasons to go mm-hmm. in a different direction um but they ended up losing 14 million dollars on the show because they what outfitted an entire theater and box office um to to house it and instead of maybe focusing on on tweaking the show itself to make it more accessible nah, to a wider mate. audience you just have to make it pretty throw, and sparkly let's throw in a star and hope for the best Mandy Patinkin is excellent on stage and definitely would have sold tickets but still I just, it's probably it's my pick out Oak. of the aforementioned performance yeah. to want to see it. But it's absolutely not on Oak and to, to, to put that on no. him is so – I think that's such a horrible way to go about it. It was it, a big thing when it happened yeah. and there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of people going, well, I kind of see both sides yeah. here and uh, because there was the initial Mandy Patinkin's taking the role, hurrah, yeah. and then there was so much – what about it that Mandy Patinkin then 
quit. And then it was this whole other, oh my God, now we've got other things we need to complain about and be, you know, it it became a very dramatic situation for the sake of being dramatic and did nothing for the show. Mm -hmm. So it was, I think a good show suffered because of controversy. A loss because of that. Yeah. And that's always very sad. Yeah. Maybe it will come back. I was going to say their loss is our gain because now um, regional rights are available. So <laughs> if. Um, it, it might be the kind of show that belongs off Broadway yeah. anyway. Yeah. You know, if you want to have it, that immersive experience, then put it in a smaller venue. Exactly. Route. Put it in or a, a bar. Non, yeah, put it in a non theatre yeah. space. Get yeah. it in some weird theatre attic and. <laughs> Deck that out. The old metro would have been awesome for yeah. <laughs> Um So I'd be interested to see where the show goes mm. now that it's been sort of released into the world. And, Definitely. Um, from the, the shackles of Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> no more shackles. Um, all right. Well, I think are we ready to move on uh, to our so. lessons Absolutely. that we have learned from Natasha and Pierre and all those other people and the mm-hmm. comet of... 1812. See, I've learnt something already. (laughs) Well done. So we've all just learnt something. KB's going to go first. (laughs) Okay, I've got to get this right because I don't want to offend him. Okiriate Anadwan. Okiriate Anadwan. It's how we pronounce Oak's name. So good. Thank you, Producer Zane, for finding that interview. Akidiate. It's 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 pleasant to it's say. It's actually quite beautiful. Akidiate Adukwa. We should and write no. a song. <laughs> we all heard that. Don't Adukwa, try. Ad- oh no, I've ruined it. <laughs> I've forgotten already. Another I'm sorry. Another one. Another one. Like yeah. Another one. Yeah. Akidiate another. We need to move on. Um, <laughs> so what else have we learned? Um, I think that I learned most specifically that Andre is not here. Yep. Yeah. Andre isn't here. (laughs) He's not here. And you can put a character in the title, but the character doesn't mean that doesn't mean that the character is vital to the storytelling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why is like why was that choice made? Like you fully could remove Pierre from the show, and it would be a complete story. Is he meant to sort of represent the position of Andre, who isn't there? Kind of, because he's Andre's friend. And he kind of, well, he's more like a father figure to Natasha, but he swoops in at the last second and sort of saves her. Um, there you go. He's the hero of the he's tale. He's the hero of the tale. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he spends the whole, well, like that review said, he spends the whole of the first half, like just behind a piano. Um a lot of great people spend time behind pianos. Yeah. Josh Groban. Josh Groban. <laughs> I learned from Julie's review that some people don't like it when Josh Groban just sits yeah. behind a piano. So maybe he can take that into his. But like, maybe those touring. people just don't like Josh Groban. Maybe that's possible too. Mm. Um, I would never have. I would never have picked War and Peace to be stimulus for a musical. But or, maybe that's why you do it. Yeah, and I think that's what I learned is that maybe the most obscure choice in the musical theatre format is the thing that you can play with the most. And people might hate it, obviously. People did not enjoy it and they wanted a star to, like, 
to get the show going but it it's exciting to think that a book that for me is uh quite hard to get through but could work out to be stunning the production stills of this show are stunning um i think that's the case for a lot of these you know um great russian stories the the design is always very Mm. opulent and and beautiful to look at and interesting and you know it has that beautiful blend of being um exotic but not too exotic you know like really familiar but exotic not so like old town too that it's not still like beautiful to look at like Mm. it's not it doesn't make it any less accessible. When you walk in, you're still going to be like, oh, this is stunning. <laughs> As every time a new photo came up, I did probably watching me scrolling before. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> oh my goodness. The pretty. The portraits, the lights, the velvet. <laughs> I'm scrolling now. It's that's very where they, pretty. It's that's so where they pretty. lost that 14 million. Yeah. The velvet yeah. budget. Yeah. Velvet. And that probably there's a bunch of people that don't like velvet. So they would have walked in and been like, nah, Zane. we're out. Zane can't touch out. velvet. Exactly. So, you know, he's... Uh, you can look at it. Okay, that's good. Um, so... I, I think, too, that further to that point, it's about picking the right part yeah. and mm. focusing in on something. I think, you know, one of the flaws of Les Mis might be that they took on the whole book. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no one wants to see the full-length war and piece, the musical. <laughs> so maybe that was a smart choice. In, in 70 pages, sufficient. Yeah. Let's just take this one part of the story and focus on it. I mean, I it. hate to break it to you, but that's also not all of Labour's. It's it's a lot of the book. It's a brief mm-hmm. overview of the book. That's what I'm talking about, though. They tried to fit the whole book in. Right. And so they could have just followed the one, one storyline. Yeah. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> but also it kind of probably gives way to, like, if somebody wants to try – it again it's like well let's pick part one and pages 150 to 175 and we'll call it pierre returns Andre returns. the arrival of andre the arrival of andre and see what happens and the comet of 1813 because <laughs> it's the next year i don't know how the yeah. war and peace works i haven't read it i'm sorry no, Should I, I, have I haven't read it? read it either. You haven't read it? No, not even <laughs> those 70 pages. Are you kidding me? No. No, I haven't tried it. <laughs> I was about to say, surely I have to read Warren P. I'm never going to. It's too, it's too large. I have, I have it on my bookshelf. I bought it after I fell in love with this musical and then I've just never touched it. Right. Classic. It's I think that's pretty much where most people get, like, with Warren. They're like, I should own the copy of this. And... That's it. That's, That's it. the end. <laughs> done. Done. Achievement unlocked. So that people come over to your house and they're like, wow, this person reads Tolstoy. <laughs> I'm impressed. I want to sleep with them. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> See, right. we're still learning. We're things. still learning. Um, um, anything else? I learned that if you want to roll and you're a big enough name. <laughs> you can have that you role. You can have that role. On Broadway. On Broadway. I'm just going to start a list. Um, and then we'll see what happens and I'll just start emailing people. Yeah, why don't you just start emailing people? What are they going to do? Say no? That's fine. Probably. (laughs) But, like, they might say yes. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, Maybe. Mm. I learned that anachronisms can be really jarring. Like, there's a line early in the show where Pierre's talking about how all he does is read, and he says, I spend hours at a time, hours at my screen, and it's like we're in... 
1812 and he's on a screen and he's on a screen yeah Yeah. it has all of these little little anachronisms of just weird things from the modern i i think so it would have to be wouldn't yeah they're they're so jarring i don't like it a lot of it is rhyming and i didn't really hear that the first time i listened to it i think because i was just like what is <laughs> um, so maybe it was just like a, he'll throw in the rhyming word and see if anyone notices. Yeah. <laughs> so Somebody so did. <laughs> Anything else? Or shall we move on to casting this sucker? I'm so nervous about casting this. Then let's do it. On the assumption that we can't trust all the correct people to just write to the producers and say, this is the role I'll be playing, um, who would we put forward for Natasha Pierre and the most important role in the show, The Great Comet? (laughs) I think I probably should play The Great Comet. I'd be, I would be supportive of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in like a sparkly <laughs> unitard, like in, a, in a harness, yeah. hoisted up, yeah. and then we're like eighteen, twelve, and yeah. yeah, and I have these lights that come out from my feet, wow. and it's just like as I get flown across, it's just no pyrotechnics, sh- man. Yeah, pyrotechnics yeah. in my mirror ball suit with the velvet surround. Yes. <laughs> Okay, this so that's all done. Um, how about some of the other roles? I mean, I have a Pierre suggestion. Yeah, it, is it Mandy Patinkin? Like? No, <laughs> but it is of the same, I guess, age-ish kind of appropriateness as Mandy Patinkin, like Philip Quast. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think would be a good pick. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think you could take anyone who's done Anatolian chess and throw them in and he would also be great in that. So therefore <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. Thank you. It confuses me that there's an there's so many Anatolies in it's the Russian. musical theatre world. It's like John in English. <laughs> true, Anatoly. Um for Natasha Natasha. Somebody beautifully Russian. Someone beautifully Russian. I don't know. <laughs> We're all looking at you, Katie. So you better come up with something. Um, I would. Who would play a good Russian? I would like to see this as like somehow mixed with a bit of ballet and chuck someone in there who is Russian. That this is ballerina and singer. Rare, but we'll give, find one. Christine in Phantom. No, is a ballerina no, and no. A singer. Who did the uh, cats? Who did the cats? So the, <laughs> the um, yeah. The, I keep going to say Victoria, but that's her cat name. That is her cat name. <laughs> that's what I can... Haywood. Uh, Hayward. It's Hayward. definitely her, her film. Francesca Haywood. Yeah, I got We don't know if she name. can sing, but it's fine. We'll dub it. Did she not sing in she cats? She sang in cats. Did she? Yes! Does she oh, have to be a ballerina for the show, though? No. No, no, no Julie head, just invented that. I just went <laughs> on, a, on a delightful <laughs> tangent in my head where I would like to see it. All young Russian women are ballerinas. That's that's, that's what we have learned from that's the true. world. I just when you're like Russian, all I can hear is Kate Blanchett do a Russian accent. I don't know why. So why? let's cast Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I'm very focused on um, Red Sparrow in my brain right Red now. Sparrow. <laughs> Um, she was the Russian um, villain in one of the Marvel movies. That's why, Julie. Mm. Um, mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I honestly don't know how to cast this show. And maybe yeah. because the previous casting has made me angry. <laughs> I'd bring back Oak just for <laughs> him to be able to do the role how he wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, I would be really interested to hear the like the Broadway recording with him yeah. instead of Groban. Yeah. yeah. I just think they they cast a lot of young like younger people. Anyone mm. in that age demographic could probably pull off Pierre. You've got your Brian Darcy Jameses and your John Lithgow, you know, like anyone who, who has been an older gentleman on Broadway. Jane, um, Judy Dench Judy has Dench. also been an older man on Broadway. <laughs> Judy Dench, you know. Judy Dench would be an, an all right Maria. Sure, She's yeah. got that kind of matronly, motherly. She's old, old school. Old school. Old Maria school. is old school. Is that, yeah. Yep. Um, we'd put, obviously, Zac Efron in as Anatoly because nice. where else would... Like, he's got to be attractive enough, obviously, to pull the attention of Natasha, so... <laughs> it might not be that hard. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Natasha isn't particularly experienced in the world. No, Natasha is young. Mm, She's young. Yeah, that, I did hear that. Yeah, Natasha really... I really don't like this character, like... Natasha. <laughs> Natasha, the title character. She's so, like naive and dumb and like she spends the first few songs going on about how oh nobody understands how much I love Andre and then she like spots Anatole across a ballroom and she's like nobody understands how much I love Anatole classic <laughs> Romeo and Juliet uh. guys classic <laughs> oh, yes right. Um, so we'll just we'll just leave it up to the superstars to write into the producers then. Um, yeah. I think why not let's just have a whole bunch of people that we've never seen before, so that there's no like money grab sitch going on. <laughs> <laughs> but then no one will buy tickets to the show, KB. But the show is good enough Ooh. to sell itself, right? Okay, all right. I'll just tell everyone Velvet's there. <laughs> <laughs> the person or the fabric? Um, okay, they'll uh, have to wait. We're gonna do um, top fives after this. Top fives. Let's go. Top five Tolstoy turned musical. (laughs) (laughs) Top pool only. Top one. Yeah, let's go with the top five based on a Russian Russian literature literature? classic. What's that? Dr. Zhivago? Is that Russian literature as well? Or just me being racist? Oh. (laughs) No, I think that's Russian literature. It actually is great. Uh, Chess? No. 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 Uh, No literature involved there. Just a game of chess. Just still have never seen chess. Wow. Um, what else? To fix that. Um, top five uh, confusing titles <laughs> of a musical. <laughs> top five longest titles of a musical. I think even there. Twenty fifth annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yeah. A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. There's a few lengthy ones out there. I mean, so it would it still not. be. I guess it's. It's intriguing, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. Like it's still yeah. a mouthful to say. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little bit like a circus show to me. It like does. I hear that title and I think, ah, oh, it's about a Russian circus. Yeah, I don't know why I think that, and it's not. Well, no, just to be clear, maybe when you direct it, Miranda, that's circus. the direction you can take it in. <laughs> cool. Top five not circus shows. <laughs> Top five. S- um, what? How am I trying to say? Go, 
gutting out of a theatre for a show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to put it, but you've got like, Hades Theatre Transformations. Tra- theatre Transformations is mm. a good one. Um, even But like even like King Kong and Melbourne had to change the theatre in order to get that puppet in there. So mm. like... Just knock out a wall. Just knock out. The band had to like play in the hotel next door <laughs> so that they had the room in the like they that's, could drop the pit fun. and everything. Like it's crazy. Nuts. Um Yeah. Yeah. Venue adaptions. Venue the much better. <laughs> Less violent than gutting out <laughs> of a theatre. <laughs> Yours was more theatrical. I'm happy to go with that. <laughs> um top five. Beautiful uh, designs, mm, mm. luscious. It's a, it's a bit. I think maybe I would put it on there because it doesn't just start and end in the theater. The box office is included. Like it's a whole experience. Mm. Yeah, like the whole thing was like you're in a Russian supper club. Was yeah. the the brief for the design? Yeah. Um, I would say top five roll call songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what really. Like, he, the roll call song came on my Spotify um, recommends for you, and I was like, "What is this show?" And then I listened to the whole thing. And then next played um, the roll call from Hairspray, and they're just two very different songs. <laughs> very, very different. I do like the the way it like builds up, so you yeah. get into that sort of yeah. Um, and a partridge in a pear it? tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite line of the whole show. Is in that very first song where they're like, and the minor characters, and you're like, oh, <laughs> bless, bless. That is sad. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just three of them. Like they could have just been major characters. I did. Um, I did get caught out listening to it t- the first time. Um, they're going through all the characters. I'm like, what about freaking Pierre? Literally the second after I thought that, they're like. Yeah, and what about what Pierre? About Pierre? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Did you write this music? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And then Pierre sang a, sang a boring song about being Pierre, but yeah, yeah, that's okay. I don't have any other top fives. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the noise that says we're done. <laughs> Do we want to hear another small section of music or should we just say our goodbyes? Um, I think we should probably just say our goodbye. Okay. Like we usually do. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes I like to throw in an extra bit of music there. Well, you're knows? the host. You're in charge. You're in control. If you want to throw in a bit of extra music, you can do that. Here's my music for you all. I wish you that could have seen the dance. That, that one was not written by and No one else practicing. was dancing along. That's <laughs> because we were so captivated. Ari, did you like my song? I did. I really enjoyed yes! the song. And I really enjoyed the dance. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for bringing us Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of well, thank 1812. Thank it really is an interesting show mm. to listen to and I probably wouldn't have picked it up and listened to it if yeah. I didn't know you were coming in. So Excellent. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm yeah, singing everything today. <laughs> I'm, I'm like just watching you this whole time just being like in awe. What the hell are the you doing? <laughs> the sleepier she gets, the more yeah. musical it gets apparently. Yeah. Um, are you up to anything? 
at the moment you want to tell yeah, us about? I was thinking about that, whether I want to plug anything, but I literally don't have anything to plug. Would you like to plug the 24-hour musical? Oh, so guys, there's this really cool thing called the 24-hour <laughs> musical where they find out what the show is 24 hours before the curtain goes up and then they just rehearse overnight and put the show up and it's in Brisbane <laughs> and you should stop. audition or buy tickets. It sounds yeah. really you good. You should do both. Really, you should do audition both. and buy tickets. Yeah. You should do both these things. I think people, p- the question people always ask is like, are you, do you really not know the show before you go in? And I'm like, no. You <laughs> sit down at five o'clock and you're like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and you find out on the spot. It's 24-hour commitment, guys. That's it. It's Audition. great. Yeah, it's my kind of commitment. Great. Yeah, 24-hour commitment. Yeah. <laughs> that is where time. we met, Tori. It is. Um, we did some fabulous productions together. We'll be missing you this year. Yeah. Oh. Um, but we hope to see you anyway. Maybe you'll audition. Be- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's a good Maybe joke. they're doing the they might be doing <laughs> the little funny. mermaid this year. Yeah. You never know. Maybe. You never know. Can I can I lip sync it? We could be doing cats. <laughs> yes. If mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um on that note, uh, let us say. I love that you just made <laughs> Like the twenty-four hour musical, <laughs> they're not even gonna be there for it. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> it's time to say our au revoirs. <laughs> My name is Miranda Selwood. Au revoir from Julia and Trager. Bye from KB. Find <laughs> us on our socials, write, um, rate and review, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best and Zainzi Weber. Each week we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not, but hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.